0: Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow.
1: Well, hello and welcome to Real Real Estate Today. I am your host, Deb Tomorrow, and I'm a little sleepy today.
2: I'm right there with you. Oh my gosh. And we're going to talk tax reform. <laughs> This is going to be a really good show. I'm going to take notes. You're going to talk. I'll take notes. Okay.
1: Well, I don't know. I woke up really, really early, and I feel like this is the longest day ever, and I should be super productive, but I am not. Um, Let's see. What do I usually say at this point? Deb Tomorrow, you can find me on Facebook, Deb Tomorrow Realtor going through my spiel here mm-hmm. if you didn't listen to last week's show i want to encourage you to um go back you can find us on itunes and, and voice america and uh, all kinds of different websites um we did a show with um a friend of ours jamie schwartzman who owns buffaloes which mm-hmm. is the uh, one of the top 10 wing joints here in bloomington What does chicken wings have to do with Real estate, right? Right. Um, but yeah. she came and told her house story. And it's a new series that I'm hoping to do more of maybe once a month or so, is bringing on people and talking about their house stories. Um, do you see an HGTV show
2: in there somewhere? I, sh- I, do. Right? I do. It's always like,
1: did you ever watch a baby story?
2: No, I did on not. Unlike like,
1: what was it? TLC? TLC. One of those? Yeah. I didn't really got into it because I'm not really a baby person. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like that same concept you know. yeah well, so, we yeah, can I mean, learn from each other we'll have to
2: like replace fixer-upper or whatever once right. that's off the air so we'll talk about that at the end of the show today okay we can get to it but uh but you know if you just feel like we can learn from each
1: other's experiences it was kind of interesting to hear about she's been in her home now for about six or seven years and so the things that she thought were important to her back then they really turned out to not to be not so important. Uh, And then the things that she didn't think were a big deal that kind of are a big deal. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I thought that that would be really helpful for people trying to make decisions. Uh, So that was a fun show. So I would definitely encourage um, you to listen to that. And if anybody has a show idea or has a house story, and, you know, it doesn't even have to be, like, dramatic. I guess HGTV likes dramatic. We can always create drama. But just, you know... But what's your story? That's right. kind of what I want to talk to people about. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, and we've got some great shows coming up, too, in December. Um, the week after next... We're going to have, and I can't say, I've got to learn how to say her last name. Her name's Laura. Okay. <laughs> I can't say her last name. It's one of those that doesn't have a whole lot of vowels. Okay. Mostly consonants. Um, and she's um, she's got a blog called Your Life in Full Color, and she works at Bloomington Paint and Wallpaper, which is sort of a local paint store. With, that's where you go to get your paint, people, because it's the good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's thick. I always say, don't buy that cheap paint. Right. you'll have to put 20 coats on. It's not worth it. Buy the the stuff thick as a milkshake. Um, And she helps people pick paint colors. And I went in and met with her a few weeks ago. And someone came over and they were really desperate about um, getting a bathroom painted before her son's girlfriend's parents came over for... Um, at Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh! And it was just really cool to watch Laura in action. And she was like, "Okay, what color are your floors? And what's this? And here, what's the light doing?" And asking all these questions. And the lady was going with like this, it's called like China white. It was so white. Okay. And I, I'm not good at picking paint colors, but it was like you know Laura was just like oh my gosh don't kind of like a don't do that but but she was helping her understand why to not do that mm-hmm. you know just that plain white because of all the
2: anyways this is going to be really really interesting i'm excited to hear that because yeah. i i'm not i can't do that I, i'm not a visual person yeah so it's really i'm hard always for me. interested when someone can say yeah just tell me about it and then i'll Right. you know without well, even seeing the space one of the questions i asked her is in my house i live in an old house a 100 year old house and we have all the original wood
1: uh, woodwork and it's all stained wood gorgeous woodwork windows you know big giant trim all that stuff so I would never I would die if anybody ever painted it but I have a really hard time because almost every picture you see in decorating magazines the woodwork is white
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and so I'm like well what color I'm having a hard time figuring out what colors to paint anything that would go with that wood and so she was talking about how there's you know gray is super popular But there's different kinds of gray. There's a blue gray and a lilac gray and a brown gray. And the brown gray, things with brown undertones could go with, you know, the woodwork. And I was just like, I mean, just that short conversation, like a whole new confidence built in me. So anyways, that's coming in two weeks. So very, very exciting on that. Um, Did you have a good Thanksgiving, Karen? I did. Thanks. I guess I didn't even introduce Mm -hmm. you. I just started talking. So that's that's Karen on the other (laughs) mic. Uh, She's the best damn lender in the state of Indiana Rue Ruoff
2: Home Mortgage so yeah my mother-in-law was in town and my sister and my niece came down okay oh, so
1: good yeah we had a nice quiet one the highlight was the crepe cake that we talked about Everybody's like what well, is a crepe cake we made like it's a cake you layer like 20 crepes with the filling in between and you put it in the fridge and it all kind of
2: comes together as a solid cake and then we did meringue on top and it was pretty amazing yeah I just do the eating yeah. I just I do I do the eating my husband did all the cooking
1: that's nice. I did all the cooking and the cleaning. Yeah. Good time. Um, I do want to also issue a big congratulations because I'm sure they're listening to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. I'm sure they are. <laughs> on their engagement. She seems very nice. She does, they yeah. I seem very down to earth. Mm-hmm. As down to earth as... British royalty can be. So they just announced that the wedding is going to be in May. Oh, they've announced it. They just it. came out to, uh, okay. today. Okay. So they announced the engagement, and uh, 5 o'clock this morning, I woke up and laid in bed and watched the interview, because they in, there was an interview last night. So they were very charming, very in love. She was roasting a chicken, and he proposed to her, and it was all very right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw part of it on the Today Show. Yeah. But yeah, so they announced May, which was surprising to everyone, because uh, Duchess of Cambridge kate is due with their third child and this has nothing to do with real estate um (laughs) um, but she's due in april so there was speculation they were going to try and do a wedding in march right before the baby but i guess they're going to go after the baby in may
2: so my dream would be to go there and And just be an eyewitness to like royal
1: history okay well this is something i don't know if you ever knew this about me but like growing up I was like big into the royal family because my grandmother, her parents came over from England. And so my grandmother was very connected. She would go visit relatives. We, we still have relatives we stay in touch with back in England. And she had a huge collection of all things royal family. Yeah. And so I, yeah, we. she was in California, so she had to get up really early. Like in Indiana, we'd get up to watch the royal weddings. It was like four or five o'clock in the morning. It's like two o'clock in the morning in California. but we, And we would, and I went out there once. We'd watch
2: a wedding together. Yeah no I didn't know this about you yeah
1: when I was like 12 we went to England and we saw the royal family and yeah it's a big deal anyways I'm pretty excited about that too so a little bit of happiness amongst all the dreariness of the holidays right <laughs> the holidays. yeah <laughs> we have, la, we have la, la, some la. more holidays coming up so hey, okay. well I don't know this this show today might not be a good idea But we're going to do it anyways, because, I mean, otherwise we're just going to talk about the royal family the whole time. So I thought we should talk about tax reform. Don't turn it off. Don't turn it off. Stay with me. Stay with me. Um, A couple weeks ago, a broker in my office came to me and said, well, I think you need to do a show on this tax reform bill. And I was like, Eh. I don't know. I don't really know anything about it. Right. What I know is that National Association of Realtors is sending us daily emails asking us to write our congressmen and women uh, to tell them what we think, mm-hmm. and so I thought, well, I guess I should probably, you know, I keep getting, like, flyers in my mailbox of, here's talking points, and here's what National Association of Realtors um, thinks about the tax reform, and I'm talking about the, it's called the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act Okay. Um, that has just recently passed the House and is in the Senate. I'm not sure when it's going to be up for a vote, but passed the House. So I started doing some research yesterday, and hey, they... Like, I think that's why I'm so tired today. I feel like I just, like, should have written a 20-page research paper on just sort of what it is. Um, the first thing I was going to do was print it off, the, like, the tax reform. Sure. It's 173 pages. <laughs> Nobody's got that kind yeah. of ink. You know, that that's, that's an office print job, not a home print job. You know what I'm talking
2: about, right? I do. Well, I mean, and sometimes I'm I'm old school. So when I'm trying to really understand something, I do like the paper so that I can highlight and I can mark. Um, I don't have one of those like fancy tablets where I see. (laughs) Do you know that you can do all that? I see people do that.
1: 173
2: pages. Yeah. So I, you know, yeah, I didn't even go there,
1: but um, I wanted to really hit on the things that in my world. Which is the National Association of Realtors world? That we are, you know, that the, the association is coming out and saying these are things of concern. I watched a lot of videos um, from the chief economist, Lawrence Yoon, who's a brilliant man, um, but he's been doing the talk show circuits, you know, the CNBC and mm-hmm. those talk shows that I don't watch because it's not Ellen. Um, he wasn't um, Ellen. Ellen should have him on.
2: We should ask her. But we yeah.
1: Um, so, you know, trying to educate myself as much as possible, and so that's the information we're going to share here today. I guess I will give a, um, a, and, and I think it's, gosh, I don't want it to turn ranty, but I think it might, because I've been a little fired up, and you're kind of tired of hearing
2: it. <laughs> like,
1: last night, I was like, ranty, ranty, ranty you know, and he was like, calm down there, and I was like, well, they need to calm the, yeah, I hmm. um, I guess, so this is my disclaimer that I'll put out there. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a politician. I'm not an economist. Far from it. I had 11th grade economy. (laughs) um, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm a lowly realtor. Um, I feel like I've made some, you know, okay decisions in my life, you know, financially, but I'm definitely middle class through and through. Um, So, you know, that's kind of the perspective I'm coming from. But I'm also trying to, Um, not look at this only from my angle. And I think the overriding conclusion I came to is this probably won't be good for me. Shocking. Neither was the Affordable Care Act. Good for somebody. Right. Probably, you know, that's what's going to be in this world, right? We decided there's 325 million people in the United States. You can't create something that's going to be good for everyone. So what I concluded was, this was my brilliant. I'm going to put my moment of brilliance up front. You can zone out for the rest of the show. This is my moment of brilliance. You know, we're never going to create a plan that works for everyone. um, But what I can do is figure out who it's working for, who's going to win, and then how can I get on the winning side of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? uh So if this program ends up winning for people in certain um, income brackets that can buy homes and I make sure that my ass is in front of those people mm-hmm. and that's how I'm going to win right and I think that that's true in any case is if you can figure out who's winning directly then you figure out how to benefit from that and yep. share in the wealth and that's how it works
2: yeah, or on. you can sit around and just kind of bitch and complain. Well, I was going to say, otherwise, you just sit and you get bitter and then you stew over it and then nothing, there's right. no change. There's right. no. I swear, I think on my tombstone, if I were to have one, which I won't because just plant me
1: under a tree, uh, I, I just wanted to say win win. <laughs> because that's all I try to do. Like in negotiations, I'm like, we can create a win win in this. I'm always saying that. We'll work on that. I'm like, we can create a win win. It'll be fine. So, yeah, in my death, just win win.
2: Okay, I will, I'll I'll. make sure that that happens. Or
1: Charlie Sheen winning, but I like the
2: win-win better. Yeah, I like win-win.
1: All right, so let's go to break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk numbers. So, you know, get your notepad out, get your calculators out, and you can follow along for this very informative show on what you need to know about the Tax Cuts and Job Act in real estate. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate.
3: internet's number one talk station number one talk station voice are you interested
0: in buying or selling a home not sure what the next step is dev can help Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on start here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel You count Tune into Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out Follow the movement Meet guests who are shaking things up Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice Large or small, your part counts So join us Co-hosted by Helen Hillocks, Todd Benton, and Chris Reese. Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: All right, welcome back to Real Real Estate Today. We are keeping it real about tax reform. God help us. I swear this is going to be good.
2: Oh, I know. This is totally going to be an educational thing for me. It'll be better than anything you see on CNBC. Because I have not read up on it. Okay.
1: All right. So here's what you need to know, right? The tax bill would lower taxes for most people across all income uh, levels. But in the newest Senate version, and there's different versions, and that's where I'm getting confused because there's House version and uh, a senate version and they're not the same but they have to be the same in order to
2: pass so I don't know how that's going to happen cuz the house passed a version is in front of the senate but the senate's got a different version see back but. in the day they would have had a saturday morning little cartoon I'm I'm
1: just a poor little bill on Capitol Hill.
2: That's what we need for this. I don't
1: know. I think that would be like an epic movie to try and explain the poor little bill on Capitol Hill. All right. So the newest Senate version, um, the tax cuts for the individuals would expire in 2025. So that's kind of interesting, um, but doesn't have anything to do with anything. But here's an example. So the House Republicans boast that under their plan, a family of four earning $59,000 would get about an $1,182 tax cut per year. And this is due to their rate reduction. One of the things they're doing is that right now there's seven tax brackets, and they're condensing that to four, because supposedly one of the goals of this program is to simplify
2: things. Okay. You're right. Well, I'm just thinking of, like, the loan disclosures. They went from having, like, certain set of disclosures to simplifying it, yeah. and it's now... Yeah, but it's like well, six pages versus two. Right.
1: Exactly. So you've got a tax code that's 6,000 pages, and oh, we're going to simplify it to 4,500 pages. Still doesn't help the normal person, right? But, anyways, this is what they're saying that they're combining these tax rates, and so a lot of people are going to go from the 15% to the 12%. Um, but, you know, obviously some individuals are going to see their taxes rise. Um, another thing that the bill, so there's this two aspects to the bill. So there's the individual where they're kind of messing with deductions, and we're going to talk about that. And they're messing with tax brackets and things like that on the individual level. But then, and that's sort of the tax cut side of things. But then they're also doing, uh, and I know I'm going to sound like super stupid and blog, but honestly, economics is not something I sit around and think about. I know people do, Mm -hmm. but I don't, right? So you hear this term, trickle down economics. Mm-hmm. yeah i've heard that i don't know whatever <laughs> if i thought about it i guess i could probably figure it out okay so trickle down economics means that if you do give tax breaks to the businesses and the corporations it will create more jobs and then that'll trickle down mm-hmm. or as i like to say shit rolls downhill <laughs> uh and create more jobs and boost the economy that way right so they're doing a lot of things on that aspect too Okay. Who knows, you know, because everybody always kind of gets up in arms when corporations are getting tax cuts. But I think what's important to remember is that some of these changes uh, on the business side are targeting smaller businesses, like myself. I'm a business. I've had employees. um, And so, you know, there could be things that would encourage me, possibly, to have more employees. But now I have to go off on a tangent.
2: Okay. (laughs) Karen, you look frightened. Well, go right ahead. It's your show.
1: Well, I know, excited,
2: right?
1: (laughs) Say whatever the hell I want. So here's an aside that I want to put out there because people in Washington, listen up, because I don't think they know this. There are a lot of business owners out there and they're all having the same problem right now. And I know you've heard it from our friends who own businesses. Mm -hmm. They can't find enough employees. Right. So I'm concerned that job creation is good, but what's it going to do? Because... We don't have enough people to fill the jobs. In Monroe County, for sure, but I've heard this mm-hmm. in other areas as well. We don't have enough people to fill the jobs we have right now. So we're creating a program or you know, a tax right. reform to create more jobs, but we can't fill the jobs we have now. And I will tell you, it's incredibly disheartening to be understaffed and not be able to find uh, good employees. I, I actually was told by um, our friends at Employment Express, local mm-hmm. employment agency, they have like 90 jobs they're trying to fill right now, which in a town our size, that's a lot of jobs. And they just don't have anyone. Um, they've said that anyone who wants to work is working.
2: That's the key.
1: So then that sounds I'm, great, right? Anyone who wants to work is working. Well, that's great, but how are we going to grow? Right. And I'm not saying, well, you know, gosh, I wish we had 10% unemployment. But we need to figure that out. We need to deal with the issue as to why there aren't more people who want to work because we're not at 0% unemployment. Mm -hmm. There are people out there who don't really want to work or don't need
2: to work. uh, And I feel like that's a hope issue. This is where I'm getting really deep. I don't want to make cry. No, you're going to make me cry. I I I mean, it could be that, but there are people who are able to work. And they may not be willing to work. Yeah. And and a lot of times the way things are or have been set up, and if, and if you can find a way to work that to your benefit,
1: right?
2: some people are like, well, you know what? My bills are getting paid right. by someone. But and, here's the thing. See, I come back to, I maintain it's a hope issue
1: because they don't hope that things will get any better. They're getting by, and that's the best they can hope for. And that makes me sad that they don't think if I, you know, if I hope for great things and I work and make great things Mm -hmm. happen, I can do anything. I can go anywhere. I can, you know, have anything. I can provide opportunities for my children.
2: I can change my family tree. That's how I like to see that too. But keep in mind, there's the other side that the people, it's not about hoping. It's that they're just not going to work and they will be, um, you know, other things are being taken care of through other means. And so I always want, like you said, if you're trying to better your situation or to, um, you know, like I'm going to be hopeful, I'm going to try that, you know what I mean? And that way you can set that standard for your family, your children, or whoever so that you can move to that next level to where you're going to start, you know, reaping some benefits and getting in these um, higher paying jobs and things like that. That's, that's my my rant.
1: Well, my point I is, guess. I think there's something deeper, and so I worry mm-hmm. that the job creation thing, while that's the intent behind it, I don't know that it's going to have the impact because I think that they're still not going to be able to fill yeah. those jobs. They can't fill the jobs they have. Um, so, anyways, that's sort of the the you know the the two sides to the bill. Now, let's try to understand that there's three big issues in the tax reform plan that directly have to do with real estate. I have to tell you, I have some fears that there are going to be some like men in black coming into my bedroom in the middle of the night, <laughs> snatching me up because I'm going to say some things that I don't necessarily agree with the National Association of Realtors on. It's a free country. I think I'm allowed to say these things, but if
2: you don't hear from me tomorrow... Okay. You know what's happened. I'll get. I'll, I'll have your tombstone say win 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 win. <laughs> Plant you under go. a tree. Okay. I should
1: probably put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, okay. So in the real estate world, like I said, it's blowing up. There are so many points and rules and changes, um, and there are a few of them that are real estate related, and it's literally making people lose their minds, and me included. And I'll tell you why. This is this is the most troubling aspect of the whole thing to me. I kind of agree with Zillow on something. Dun, dun, dun. I know, right, I know. Rachel? Yeah. Here gasps. So I can that can tell you how conflicted I am about this whole situation. mean, my, my loyalties are torn. It's not about Republican Democrat. It's National Association of Realtors and Zillow. And oh my gosh, I find myself potentially agreeing with Zillow over National Association of Realtors. Scary. So here's what Zillow, Zillow's chief economist has to say about the tax reforms. She says. Um, the proposal to double the standard tax deduction. So this is one of the big changes Mm -hmm. that they normal standard deduction is $6,350. They're going to double that to $1,200. And that's where a lot of people are going to pick up a benefit because you're going to be able to deduct a lot more. 12,000. Sorry, I said 1,200, but 12,000. Uh, so, 6,350 to 12,000. But uh, it's also going to reduce the number of people who are itemizing, and that's where mm-hmm. everybody gets their panties in a wad. Alright, so the proposal doubles the standard tax deduction from 6,350 to 12,000. Is one piece of the Congressional Republicans' tax plan that could put more money in middle-income Americans' pockets. This is Zilla's chief economist. For many Americans struggling with high housing costs and for young adults paying high rents and dreaming of buying their first home, this could be something of a reproof. I know you and I deal every day with people struggling to pay back their student loans
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and getting enough money, you know, to get that paid down so they can qualify for a house. And I think this could work really well for those people. I mean, think about it. You know, if your income is $50,000, you subtract that standard deduction. This is all very simplified. Um, you know, you're going to be taxed on 38? whatever. No, well, 50000 minus the original minus standard deduction, 6350 63 okay. Is whatever. Uh, I can't do that. <laughs> that's too difficult. Um, but uh, under the tax reforms, you'd be taxed on 38000 So you'd be taxed right. on a lot less. Um, that's a big difference, and that's going to put money in people's pockets for sure. So that's what Zillow, that's sort of their point of view. Um, so, and here's a, a fun fact, 70% of Americans don't itemize on their tax uh, tax returns? I, we try.
2: I mean, yeah, I know. we do too. We save all the... And then it, we're, we're always... We don't have enough. Oh, you don't? No. Okay. We don't have enough to itemize. Like, we feel like we do. Yeah. So, like, I'm saving all these receipts. You know, we're tracking right. all this stuff. And then every year, it's like, no. It's better for you to take the standard deduction. Yeah, okay. it is. Um, and that's just going to continue.
1: So, 70%. So... When we talk about itemizing, and that's going to be one of the big sticking points we're going to talk about here in a second, it's just really not an issue for a a large portion of the population. Meanwhile, the the National Association of Realtors has a very different message than Zillow, and there's this sort of panic a little bit. Okay. Like I said, literally every day I'm getting emails from them telling me to write my congressman. Um, I've watched several interviews with Lawrence Yoon, who is the uh, chief economist for National Association of Realtors. Like I said, very intelligent, very brilliant man. Their take, as put forth by Lawrence Yoon, is that the tax code is often used to encourage certain behavior that is advantageous to the economy, like homeownership. Mm-hmm. He says it's also used to discourage you know, bad behavior. So, like, you tax cigarettes, that discourages people from smoking. So you put in tax incentives, and that encourages people to buy homes, which is advantageous for the economy. Um, and so they're saying that with the potential proposed tax reforms, the National Association of Realtors' position is that there is less incentive to become homeowners. Um, so we're going to talk about that more when we come back from break, because I have a couple thoughts on that and their point of view. Okay. So stick around. It's going to get better, I promise. <laughs> taxes. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate.
3: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are
0: you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Dev can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com.
2: In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
3: for you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety.
2: Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time.
0: are listening to real real estate today to reach deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show please send an email to deb at real real estate that's deb at real real estate now back to
1: this week's program all right welcome back we are talking today about the um what is it called tax cuts and job act they need to come up with a better name <laughs> I don't know, something a little flashier and easier to remember, like, you know,
2: unicorn. They'll come kisses. up with some acronym. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Okay, so we were talking about the National Association of Realtors' stance on this, and from what I've been able to gather, their concern with this tax bill is that it's going to remove incentives for people to buy homes. And they say that that positive behavior needs to be incentivized and Right, okay. So this is where no one can (laughs) see my face. What? "What?" Right? Okay, so here's what I'm going to tell you. I've been doing this a long time, right? I'm finishing up 11 years, going on 12 years. I've probably sold about 800 homes. I have never, ever had a conversation with a buyer about the reason to buy a home is to take advantage of tax benefits. That has never been an incentive or a motivating factor for any of my clients. Have you
2: ever had a conversation with anyone about that? I have not. I mean, I've only been doing lending for almost seven years, but no, I've never had that be the main reason why someone wants to do... So I had a realtor come to me and say, you know, you need to do the show about the tax reform and
1: blah, 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 blah. And they said, because we won't be able to sit down and have a conversation anymore with people about why they should buy a home because... Uh, they're going to save money on their taxes. What the fuck? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it because that's ridiculous. A. I am never going to convince you to buy a house. That is not my job. That is not my place. Right. You come to me when you've decided that you're, you know, you want to talk through it. But I'm not going to convince you to buy a house. And B. You're buying a house so that you can take advantage of tax credits so you can pay interest you send more money to the bank so that you can send less Mm -hmm. money to the IRS does not make sense to me at all does not make sense to me at all so that kind of got me a little fired up but they're pretty adamant um that these incentives to buy a home need to be in place I'm telling you Lawrence you're a very nice man you're a very smart man but I don't think you're in touch or whoever is you know making these decisions. I don't know that you're in touch with what is really motivating people to buy a home, which is the American dream. I, I mean, it's, did the they American mean the American dream is if, not tax breaks?
2: Was it to be inferred that if there is an incentive that more people would take that leap and, and you know, I'm still not true. Sure. Okay. No. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out
1: I don't know. I mean, like I said, I've done I've done research, I've watched mm-hmm. multiple videos, I've been trying to understand where this is coming from, and I'm just really struggling. Another rationale that they put out there was that uh, about encouraging home ownership is that homeowners tend to have a net worth of over $200,000 on average, whereas renters tend to only have a net worth of about $5,000. And obviously it's better for the country to have citizens who have higher net worth, right? I agree with that for sure. But what comes first, the chicken or the egg? They're saying that people become homeowners and then they have net worths of over $200,000. I want to offer up to you for your consideration. Don't people become homeowners because they have money management habits that probably lead to a higher net worth? Because they had to save and they had to budget
2: in order to come up and down payments? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm shaking my head yes. Aren't That's most how renters, I feel.
1: not all, but a lot, a big portion of renters younger They simply haven't had enough time to build net worth. If you're trying to compare $5,000 net worth to $200,000 net worth, you're comparing apples and oranges. I'm sorry. But that's their rationale, is that homeowners have a higher net worth. I'm not going to buy that one either. Sorry. So um, now I'm just frustrated.
2: I mean, I think I think down the line, one, I mean, when you do become a homeowner and you are continuing that, that same path of saving, budgeting, and all those other things you've mentioned, that yes, the net worth then should be building like simultaneously, but I don't feel like... Just because you own a home doesn't mean you have net worth. Trust me, I've seen tons of people go through bankruptcy
1: or, that own homes. Mm-hmm. It's just that's not, you know, so um, NAR says that 85% of Americans state that home ownership is part of their American dream. I get that. I agree with that. Um, but the question is, is home ownership really dependent on tax incentives to convince people to buy, that they should buy a home? I, you know, I feel like a dream is something that tends to be intrinsically motivated, mm-hmm. you know, that you want to do despite the obstacles. Um I don't know. I just really struggle with this. So, anyways, the other thing that they've, National Association of Realtors, has said, is that home values are going to go down about ten percent if these reforms are enacted. But I can't figure out. I mean, I've looked everywhere, and I can't figure out. I've not. I haven't seen the math for that. Like, I don't know why they're saying that.
2: I don't. I don't know either. I mean, it sounds like. I mean, just. I mean, maybe they're just projecting or forecasting that that would be. The downside to this if if there aren't incentives and people aren't buying and then, yeah. then there's and less sales true. and, and, and
1: if, if property values are going to go down 10% and you can show me the math, I will get on board and I will send that letter to the congressman. But I haven't I can't find that math anywhere. so I don't know what that's about. So anyways, admittedly I'm no genius and you know and I'll throw another disclaimer in here, don't I encourage you to not listen to what word I say. Make your own decision. I'm just telling you kind of how I look at things, and I'm, I'm just not seeing it. I'm not prepared to say, oh, and this is interesting, too. I'm not prepared to say that the tax reform is good or bad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I just don't really have enough information because I haven't read the 173 pages. We'll ask your sister. Yeah. She'll read it. Yeah. Uh, but ask. what I found interesting was I had met with my uh, CPA last week, and I was chatting with him just briefly about it. And he was like, I wouldn't be on anybody's show to talk about tax reform. It's just not there yet. It's not anything that I know what the end game is going to be. So I wouldn't feel comfortable commenting. And I thought, well, gosh, if my CPA isn't willing to talk about it, I probably shouldn't either. Here I am. (laughs) There you go. All right, let's keep going because I want to talk about the three main points in the plan that have to do with real estate. So you can sort of start to formulate your own plans or your own ideas on does it really make sense i will say you can't look at these in a bubble you know you have to mm-hmm. say okay well there's three points that directly have relate with real estate there's 170,000 other points and big picture altogether, you know this is right. the end game so the first one is oh this was kind of funny to me this reminded me of the drama that happened back in january when the president took office and they you know suspended some fha mortgage things i can't even remember what it was because it really wasn't that big, big deal but the media picked up on it kind of blew it out of proportion and we did a show about it
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, where i was telling everyone to calm the down um and so this is the same thing so i was googling for some more info about this mortgage interest deduction so if you itemize on your taxes you can deduct the interest that you pay on your mortgage okay so when i googled First headline that I see pops up says tax reform plan cuts mortgage interest deduction in half. That sounds pretty severe, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It sounds like every single person who gets the mortgage interest deduction, that's gonna be cut in half. So if you take ten thousand dollars, you're only gonna take five. Mm-hmm. If you take five thousand dollars, you're only gonna take twenty five hundred. Okay. That's what that headline sounds like. But then you open up the article and it gives a different headline. And it says tax reform plan has the cap on mortgage interest deduction that's a completely different thing the first one indicates that everyone's going to be affected because everybody's getting it cut in half
2: that's the way to get people to open up the,
1: mm-hmm, the article the, mm-hmm. the second one indicates that there's a current cap i didn't even know that did you know there was a cap i had no idea there was a cap uh and that that's being cut in half so it's only affecting people who have mortgages above that cap mm. The cap, the current cap is a million dollars. That's why I know about it. That's not in my world. <laughs> That's not my my world either. No. And the reform proposes to cut the cap that you can't deduct uh, mortgage interest if it's uh, if your mortgage is over five hundred thousand dollars. Mm. Certainly going to have an impact on the East Coast and West Coast. Right. Certainly not so much here in Indiana. But these are only for new mortgages. If you have a current mortgage in place, then it's business as
2: usual. So like those are grandfathered in. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Plus,
1: remember they're doubling that standard deduction. You don't take, you don't itemize now. As a normal middle class person, mm-hmm. you're high class, but you know <laughs> middle class world. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, how many people? There, I mean, estimating it's going to affect like something crazy, like four four percent of people. Hmm.
2: But
1: everybody's like, ah. Sorry. Yeah, I... <sighs> So that's going to affect a lot more people um, you know, that are impacted by the million-dollar cap today, but only if you itemize your deductions. Um, where was it? I saw, oh, currently about 21% of filers itemize and take the mortgage interest deduction. Under the new plan, only about 4% would because that standard deduction goes up so much. I'm so that's so point one. Uh, let's see. Do we have time for point two before break? Yes. Okay. Point two. This one gets a little like funky and I was trying to explain this to Eurus and our head started spinning um, over dinner because it's about property taxes. They want to put a cap on property taxes. So currently, again, if you itemize... Which is now we're talking about maybe 4% of the people out there because they're doubling that standard deduction. If you itemize, in the past, you've been able to deduct your property taxes so that you don't pay taxes on your taxes. Mm -hmm. Right? They take that money out and they say, okay, you don't have to pay taxes on that. Well, they're talking about uh, capping that as well at $10,000 doesn't change my world and, you know, middle America here. But here's what's super funky about it. So a lot of different states are now getting in the game and and complaining because property taxes are something that's set at a local level.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And they're trying to write a federal rule that covers, like, 50 different Mm -hmm. local rules. And so, like, New Jersey, this is a big deal because they have really high property taxes there. Indiana... Not so much. Not so much. Yeah. So that's a little funky, and, and that's a little bit of a gray area. But I'll also say that, like, kind of doing the math, if you're in New Jersey and you have a house that's worth a half a million dollars, and you're in a 35%, you're probably in a 35% tax bracket, because if you're in a half a million dollar house, you probably have, you know, pretty high income. It's going to probably come out to about $122 a year for you. Is a difference in your life. They probably got that in the couch cushions. <laughs> you know so again it's like yeah you know you tell me i'm gonna pay more money and that sucks but am i picking it up somewhere else or are my customers picking it up somewhere else am i you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: i don't know and i just think that's a weird one because of the federal yeah <laughs> you're trying to create one rule for 50 different for states. everyone Mhm. 51 washington dc you know Okay, let's go to break, and then we're going to talk about the third sticking point. And I don't know if we're going to get to Joanna, and I had so much good stuff today. All right. We'll figure out what we're going to cover. So stick around. This is Real Real Estate Today, your home for super smart real estate today.
3: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested
0: in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com listening to real real estate today to reach deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show please send an email to deb at real real estate that's deb at real real estate now back to this week's program
1: hey we are back talking tax reform today and it's much more interesting than it is sounds so hit rewind if you're just tuning in Um, we're talking about the sticking points in the plan as they are related to real estate Um, the mortgage interest deduction is on the table for being capped and cut and the um, property tax deduction is also on the table kind of remains to be seen how big a deal those are going to be because a lot of people aren't going to be itemizing anymore because they're proposing increasing the standard deduction The third sticking point, I will say, I think it's kind of a bad one uh, and kind of a pretty big deal. Um, And Karen, I think we talked about this briefly within the past week or two. And in today's world, if you sell your principal residence and you make money on it, Mm -hmm. if you've lived in that for at least two out of the last five years, you can get an exemption which in my world, and you know, middle America, you typically don't have to pay property taxes because you're exempt for like $250,000 as a single person. So if you made, profited, you know, $250,000, uh, which is a pretty big profit. Um, so that's two out of the last five years. Okay, um, that means you know, if you lived in it four years ago, but lived in it for two years, and then you rented it out for the past year, and then you sold it, you could still take that. Well, they are proposing that that changes to five out of the
2: last eight years. That's a long time. It is, but have they said why? No, not really. Okay.
1: Um, But what this does, in my opinion, is screws people like military families because a lot of um, military families move about every four years. Mm -hmm. And so if they have any gains on those houses, they're going to have to pay taxes on them. And this may be one of the ways that you're trying to make up yeah, you know, they're projecting a, what is it, something like $1.7 trillion, this is going to add to the deficit over 10 years, and they're looking for ways to kind of pick some of that up, and so this may be one of the ways to do that, to have more capital gains, I don't know. Um, but I can also see this rule impacting, we've talked about, you know, do people buy homes because they get this mortgage interest deduction, and I take the stance and say, hell no. Right. However, Would people not
2: move or delay a move because they're close to that five year mark? If that were me, yes. It just depends on, yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to depend on how much I'm going to have to be taxed on it. But it also, I don't know, the reason I asked right out the gate like, did they have some other, uh, what the reasoning behind Mm -hmm. it is? Because maybe they want people to stay in their homes longer. Um, in that community for job stability or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I, but I, I think see, you've got to look at the big picture
1: and know that we're in a bit of a housing shortage right now. Now, granted, our housing shortage doesn't necessarily help by people selling houses because they're probably going to buy another house. You know, our housing shortage needs to be resolved by more construction. Um, but uh, moving up, to create more homes at the lower, you know, entry level points of the market mm-hmm. so that those people can move into being, you know, renters can become homeowners and, you know, and go from there. And yeah, absolutely. People are going to wait to move. They'll be like, well, I can save $5,000 in a tax bill. If I wait a year and a half, they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And right now with, um, the projections being that we've got another four years or so of this housing shortage going on. And there's, I've got the numbers for that, but I don't know that we have time to go over them today. Um,
2: you know, I feel like that's a bad move. So that's
1: the one I will, I will sign the letter to Congress.
2: See, that, that would one. be something that my sister, who's a military, yeah. you know, in the military, would definitely be all Do they move over. a lot? Um, they They don't but she's a big advocate yeah. for the families right. that... Mm-hmm. That was, I, you know, that was just in my mind. I know my uncle
1: was in the military, you know, growing up, and I knew they moved every few years all over the world, you know, mm-hmm. um, and this would have a, a huge, huge impact on what they're doing. So, um, So those are sort of the big points, and I guess the questions are, you know, what lessons can be learned so far? So in my all of the research that I've been doing over the past week to get ready for this show and really that's about all I've learned (laughs) it took me like a week's research to come up with that um you know I guess the conclusions I've drawn are that you can't create a plan for everyone and there is no plan that's a winner for everyone so then you ask the question is this a plan that's winner for most people I don't know, because I haven't read the 173 pages. I'll need your sister to tell me about that. But um, And then, you know, the point I made earlier, can the non-winners find a different way to win with this plan? So maybe you don't get a tax break, but maybe you get a new job opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's sort of a, a life lesson i guess um and then you have to evaluate the plan by the big picture and not the individual rules as they stand alone and that's hard when it's 173 pages and again that's why my cpa was like i wouldn't talk to anybody any kind of media about the tax reform because it's just just too much information there to really get a handle on um what the big picture impact is Uh, and then the other thing my lesson learned from this is that i do feel like i have an obligation to provide at least accurate to the best of my knowledge information because there's a lot of misinformation out there so hopefully what i've talked about today is fairly accurate um but I'm, I've, i i've mean but i've thrown my opinion into i guess i want to be honest about that
2: no but i think even just discussing it and then getting other people you know and you know some, some some baseline information yeah. that they can go do their own research if they right. want to read that entire proposal um, there's some really good articles
1: more informed. Uh, Forbes I found a lot of good articles in Forbes magazine um, and then also um, New York Times you know so some pretty legit like I'm not getting my information from people in TMZ <laughs> I go there to look at pictures of Meghan Markle's ring <laughs> which is very pretty and understated and I appreciate that um We've just got a couple minutes left, so I wanted to change gears and end on a happier note. Okay. Not a happier note. A note of hope, right? We talked about hope. Uh, and you both sent me this article. Uh, Rachel sent it, I guess, from Vanity Fair, which is another really good, hard-hitting news source, that there may be more to the recent Whiteship and Joanna Gaines left Fixer Upper. Um, I did make it to Target Over the past week, and check out their new section there. They've got the Home and Hearth section uh, in Magnolia, but it looks like maybe part of the issue was that they were wanting to put out a lot of their uh, present a lot of their Magnolia products on the show, and Scripps, which is the company that owns HGTV, they weren't in on that contract. Oh, they're not getting a cut. Okay, and you know I find all these reality shows these days um, do a lot off of their product placement. Mm Hmm. I'm drinking a Pepsi right now. Pepsi's not paying me to do that, right? But they should. Um, and so that may be the reason. So they may be, But but this is interesting. Scripps is being bought by Discovery, which I think is maybe the Discovery channel. Okay. Uh, and so this, the, the word is that Chip and Joanna may just be kind of laying back, waiting to see what happens and see if they can get back in with um, some of their product placement. They probably have a non-compete. So they probably can't go to another channel and do a show mm-hmm. this the same, but they might be able to do a talk show. So my prediction for 2018 is that we're going
2: to see a talk show from Chip and Joanna. That would be exciting. I just, I love them. I don't know. They're just just appealing to so many people. What if we had you a know? talk show with Chip, Joanna,
1: Prince Harry, and Megan? <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> Quit my job. I'll live on that damn hope. Okay. All right. So that... A little bit of good news. Chip and Joanna are not gone forever. Don't don't worry that they are. I think a lot of people cried, but I, I don't think they're gone forever. So. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got to we'll have a new show next week uh, and in the coming weeks. So we will have more. And if you've got questions about tax reform, you can ask me. I'm certainly happy to make up answers. <laughs> That's about all anybody can do, right? But follow it and be informed and demand to understand. Thanks for listening. This was Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate.
0: Thank you for tuning into Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.